Well, we're in the final desk for this game at Brighton, and there's the final whistle. Alan, what went wrong there today? They're totally disorganised. I think it got, I think players ran around and tried, but they're just totally disorganised. I don't, don't know what the hell's going on. Do you think they're trying to come over now, some of them are, some of them aren't, but they, they didn't have the right attitude from the start. Is that because the manager hasn't bothered to instil anything into them, or is that because they just have given up on them on a holiday? I think they've given up on the manager, the manager's given up on them. Yeah. I'm gonna go. you remember, I'm gonna to I'll go. let you go now, just one thing. This very reminiscent of Franco Farrell's last stage, me and you will remember these. Was it 5-0 at Palace yeah. that time? He would definitely be out, wouldn't he, Ranjek, if he hadn't been into him? Yeah, you're right, you very much would, yeah. Should we have kept Ollie? I don't Ollie? think it's ever a great idea to appoint an interim manager. Yeah. We should have kept Ollie, perhaps. In hindsight, oh no, I think we should have appointed a permanent manager straight away. Just on a permanent manager straight away. Thanks, have a safe trip. See you later. There's a lot of you're not fit to you're not fit to wear the shirt. There's a lot of people shouting abuse at the players. It's constructive. They don't know what to do really. I don't think they've ever seen it like this before. Is um, there's some dissent, isn't there, against the players, and rightly so today. They're an absolute disgrace. They're not, they're, not even, they're not even running at all. All of them. Bar Ronaldo, Mata, Fred. De Gea. And De, well, De Gea can't run too much. No, but he's, he, at least he, he, he tries. He, and he doesn't bother running off his line either, too fair. But apart from them four, none of them try. They're not even running. They can't, they're an absolute disgrace of the football club. And they should all... When, if we win a youth cup on Wednesday, they should play every player who plays in that. They should play in the game on Saturday, on Sunday. Yes. And, 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 and they should go to all of them guys. Fuck off on your holidays. Fuck off to Dubai. And don't bother fucking coming back. Fuck off and leave. Yeah. There's not many who'd really want to stay at this point, is there? I mean, I, we all in the cold light of day, we've all got our own players who would go. You know, they deserve to be able in the squad. I'd pick Fernandez. I'd pick Fred. I'd pick De Gea. I'd pick Ronaldo. Out of the rest of those teams, I can't see who I want to watch next season, apart well, from those. Well, the problem they've got is they can't change 15 players in one season. They just can't do it. So they're going to have to try and pick some of them and get their attitudes changed massively going into next season and bring in some young lads who are up for the fight because them cunts are not up for the fight. Bunch of twats. Yeah, there's, a, there's certainly um, quite a lot of uh, high fever and high feeling. The one thing was, there's actually more United fans who stayed at the end than there were Brighton fans who stayed at the end, which was, uh, I'm not sure it's not their last game of the season. It looks like it is their last game here. What did you think of that? Fucking terrible. We're not getting any better, are we? No, absolutely terrible, Maggie. Terrible. You, what do you think about them singing for Ollie? Or us singing for Ollie? Should have kept him, should we? In light of not having a permanent manager? I'm going to say no, but... It's not worth this experiment with no. with Ralphie there, was it? No, not for me, Cocker. Because they've not played for him, have they? No, not at all. All right. The down tools, a lot of them. Fuck all them. right. Right. Fuck them, Fuck them. Safe trip back to the party. To see you. I'll see you there in a bit. <laughs> but I'm now still with Dave and Derek, who are um, long-standing Brighton fans, I would have thought. Yeah. Yeah. Give it a um, good result for you today, but you didn't have anything to beat, did you? Not really. Did you no, expect to win today? Uh, no. No, we, no, we never we expect might get a to win. draw, but... Because you've not won here since Boxing Day, have you? No, we haven't. Terrible home record. And in terms of Graham Potter then and what he's done, he's obviously played some fantastic football with you. Yeah. He's got you to a position whereby you're comfortably staying in the Premier League. Absolutely. What's gone wrong then since the second half of your season? 
Look what's gone wrong. Inability to score. It's pure yeah, and simple. Yeah. We need yeah. a front runner. We've said yeah. that for many, many seasons. Yeah. We need a, a regular goal scorer. Welbeck, not that person for you. Not, I don't it, think so, no. He is, and he's a very good player. And he's a team player. But he don't score enough. No. In terms of then watching Manchester United, you will have seen this many times. I'm sure you remember the 4-0 in the cup final and, and things like that. Yeah. Is this the worst Manchester United team, effort-wise and, and application-wise oh, you've seen? Without a doubt. That, that your team cost millions yeah. and millions. Ours, I don't know what ours it totally cost, them, but it, yeah, it doesn't exceed United at all. I, I thought you were sweat. poor today. You yeah, were poor. We, yeah. <laughs> were we poor because we, oh, we weren't very good, or were we poor because the attitude was astonishingly? It could be well. attitude, yeah. Could be. both. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, because you're, you're going to get a new manager at the end of the season. Yeah. Why bother? Almost. Yeah. What, what more can you say? Yeah. I noticed at half time a few of your older lads came on and, and yep. it was the team of 86, is that the yeah, team of 86? Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty yeah. much. Um, that would be at the old Goldstone ground, it would be. Yeah. It would be. Uh, do you miss it at all? Oh, big time. Do you? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. But having said bit. that, the facilities here are much, much improved. Well, we had cushioned yeah. seats. Yeah, I was, exactly. I was <laughs> amazed on a cushioned seat. Well, you do better than us, then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you like in terms of the facilities, but oh, you miss that whole atmosphere. Yeah, and oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sitting down is not quite the same. No. It's a, it's a standing man. It's a, yeah. it's a game for the standing man, isn't it? But they're bringing it back. I mean, we've got, quite a, we've yeah. got quite a lot of... Um, well, quite a lot. We've got some safe standing, safe standing yeah. which is basically standing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you're all in one row. There's no, you know, oh, right. great yeah. rush of everything. There's no hot legs yeah, at half time because yeah. you can't get out for a wee. But um, next season, you, you're obviously secure here. What what would you hope be? Where where are Brighton going with all this? I hope this we, project. We, can, we, we need say we need a goal scorer. Yeah. Keep hold of the players. I Eve Bissouma, Casado. We've got a scorer from yeah. Belgium. Right, but they left him there because the, the <laughs> right. owner of this club owns the Belgium club. Ah, right, okay. And they're top of the Belgium league, so they didn't yeah. want to take him away in case they miss out on the Champions League. Seems all fair enough. So we're getting it? him in the summer. And can he keep Potter, or will he have? I would like to think I'd so. Like to think so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, he's the best manager we've had for a long, long time. Can he get your top six? I think that's a bit optimistic. Okay. We're more than happy with a mid-table top finish. Team, yeah. yeah. Bearing in mind, since we've been in the Premier League, we've been dead at the bottom. Yeah, 16th, 17th this season, 10th, yeah, 9th. More than happy, I think yeah. it's fair to say. And we were a bit disappointed with only three minutes added on because obviously we can score goals after the final yeah. whistle. <laughs> no, you couldn't score at all. Yeah, doesn't matter to us. We can get goals. But well, look, have a safe trip back, Thanks gents. So much. Thanks very Thank much. You. much. Thank all right, you, you take care. Good. They haven't won since Boxing Day at home. I was going to say four. Four goals. When was the last time scored four goals? Well, they just don't score them. I what, don't think they've ever scored four goals. What What do you think's gone wrong here today, in particular? Just no ambition. Overload at the back. Their Their fullbacks are fucking out out doing us. Our fullbacks are shit. You've had You've had Matt. Sully March there and Cucurella. Cucurella's already scored. And the fucking two of them have had the freedom of the wings. Yeah. It's just, it's just none of it's good enough, is it? They played it like an end-of-season game as well, and they? they strolled through the first half. We've got two players playing. Mata and Matic. Obviously, they're going as well. So. Yeah, and Cavani's coming on and he's going. Yeah, but, but at the end of the day, like he's starting them because what else have we fucking got? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Cavani, man. Yeah, Welcome to the United We Stand podcast on our way to Brighton and Hove Albion. And before we'd even got out of Manchester, we got stuck in half an hour delay on the M56. And we're now making some good time. United We Stand podcast brought to you today on behalf of uh, Betfred, or thanks to Betfred. Um, okay, so we've got lots to talk about, or have we got lots to talk about? Because if it's about the match, I don't suppose we've got a lot to say. But should we just start with um, Monday night, Brentford, protests... Uh, very mixed. How do we feel about them, or what, what did you feel about the whole episode of, of them all? That's the problem, isn't it? At the minute, no one knows the best way to the best way to process whether it's a walk out, whether it's a walk in lay. I actually thought visually, I, I'm a huge fan of visual protests. In in terms of in the ground, my favourite protest was when we were 4 0 up against a great AC Milan team in the quarters and you had all the banners hanging off the Stratford end and the ground was green and gold. I thought the flares on 73 minutes and smoke bombs and that were really good, but it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because we do want to protest, but there's we're such a split support at the moment. I've got a lot of time for the lads who are trying to organise this and do something. I've got a lot of time for them and I left my seat and, and walked out. And I knew that I had a lot of mates who didn't, a lot of mates who did. My own son didn't come out because he—it's not his, you know. If you've got two teenagers with you at a match, as you've got your kids with the match, yeah. they don't always understand it. They haven't got the history that we've got. But I wanted to support those lads doing it. And I think in terms of protest, there's such a big expectation, isn't there, that we've got seventy thousand people inside Old Trafford, and those fifty-five thousand of them are season ticket holders. They all stood as one to with an anti-glazer sentiment but you can't herd cats can you and so everyone wants to do it in their own way and we're too quick do you think I think so but do you think we're too quick to call everybody else's protests rather than trying to find one way forward of doing it that would be a collective of everyone's sort of efforts 100% yeah there is no and every time whether it's a group an individual a, a set of lads or whatever put their head and try and take charge to just get to get ridiculed get hammered so like you say there's that split in support there's that split in terms of how do we do it there is no obvious way because ultimately they'll sell when they want to sell they don't live in Manchester so there's no pressure to put on they'll sell when they're ready to sell and financially or when they're ready so and the they're best not gonna, way to do it, I don't know. They're not going to sell, are they? With when or what's it? Uh, the new Chelsea bid. Who's that come from? Someone who owns. Does it, not the Barrett Boston Red Sox. I think that's Fenway Group, isn't it? With yeah, local. It's, it's, it's one of the American sports. One of the American teams, sports. Yeah. So we're just an extension of franchise, aren't we? Yeah. And now there's going to be three clubs that are extensions of franchises. Now Liverpool aren't going to complain about their owners. And why should they? Because they're delivering. We complain about ours because we're a very, we've been a terribly badly managed 
That's the thing, it's the mismanagement. For me, I, I'll never accept the Glazers because of the way they bought the club. Yeah. It, it was, it's the biggest scandal in this country that, that football clubs that should be protected under community assets was allowed to... to and the int- biggest of the lot was allowed at 11. And interesting that... It, the, yeah, yeah, cultural assets as well. You're absolutely right. But wasn't it interesting that there's some caveats to this sale being put in that you are not allowed dividends. to take dividends? Yeah. Which is what our biggest complaint is, that they're taking dividends after imposing debt upon us. I think... Yeah, I think as, as regards to what you say about the protest, I think you do get more credibility when things are going a bit better like you can't not protest in 2008 because we were in the Champions League but then if you're mid-table in 2010 or whenever it comes which is obviously now our time suddenly start protesting I think it looks at the moment a little bit too results centred and everything I, I hate the Glazers I was on every single protest in 2004 or 5 when it led up to it and like you said I absolutely admire the lads that are doing what they're doing at the moment and you know I was there at the Liverpool one last year I just feel like it shouldn't you know if you're going to do it now you have to do it if we have a good summer in the transfer window Ten Hag starts well and we're five games in there was no protest when Ronaldo signed and yet there was later on in the season when it, it went you have to be consistent with but it's it. never gone away our sentiment has never no, gone away not. and no, I think I think that the, the thing been thrown at these lads who have started this is the fact that they've done it on the back of poor results knowing of them and knowing of them they haven't done it because of that of course, yeah, yeah we know yeah. that however that, that is the charge that's going to be thrown at them unfairly exactly, I think yeah, yeah. and then you've got all those outside saying well you know you didn't do that and you didn't instead of that it's what we can do isn't it because you're not going to get 50,000 people 50,000 season ticket holders walk out because we all support United in a different way this podcast and Antshaw interviewed a couple in the Tollgate before and they have absolutely got the right intentions and you know I hope they do carry on and, and there just does need to be that one big thing you know Liverpool at home was it last year but it's, it's going to be very difficult you see the Liverpool protest last year was able to bring us together because it was about the Super League, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. And so actually, we had one focus of right. You've, that is a step too far. But we lost the momentum. If we, if that second game had been called off against Liverpool, and we were, that was very close to happening, with what will happen? Then I think we could have really snowballed it. But it went away a little bit. Disrupt, didn't it? Disruption is where it makes because you, all your walking out not coming in boycotting like you say disruption whether it's getting games called off or visual protest that's where it makes a difference but we've got the problem with tribal I mean like you say you've got you've got people now saying oh United are only protesting because of poor result but then in 09 and 10 when there was the huge protest we said oh well you spoil why are you moaning you, you're just on the back of winning three leagues and and you're in what three European Cups in four years. Yeah, well, that's not the point. Is it? So exactly. Yeah. So they say, so why are you protesting? Because you're brilliant on the pitch. And now it's like, well, you're only protesting. So you're always going to have that tribalism, and that's that's what football is. But yeah, but you smacked that accusation out of the park when you mentioned the Real Madrid game yeah. a few years ago when we were super successful. And then it was one of the biggest protests at all. But well, then you see, it's like, why are you moaning? Because you're winning everything. But and this is what like, we we've got a derelict pub just up the road from us. 
sort of it's a listed building. It's a derelict pub. It's How a dare mess. you call a grove a derelict pub? <laughs> 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 that should be we're campaigning for that to be a listed building. But they can't knock it down so it's a listed building. But then you've got cultural and community asset from the very top, like like United to, to your berries to your oldens, where people are allowed to just come in and do what they want with it. And it's such a, a fucked up balanced scale. Well it's an outrage that United is uh, uh, registered in the Cayman Islands and offshore, isn't it? Yeah. I mean for a start, if you're gonna have a cultural accent and a part of your heritage and, and Manchester and a Manchester and Manchester United is as important to the club's heritage as everything, then having it sports washed through some kind of American franchise, which in the end will lend itself to like these summer tours being games played a 39th game if you like games played abroad home games like in the NFL which are played at Wembley that's the beginning of the end isn't it but this is the beginning of the end and maybe the focus for protest needs to be okay we've got to this stage here yes we can accept that the owners have thrown a lot of money at the team but what they've done also is taken a lot of money out indebted the club and haven't advance the club in any way through a total structure of mismanagement from top to bottom and let's not forget that any money that they have put towards players isn't a single fucking penny of still it's the club's money it's our money that we've invested exactly it's a cash cow and that's it and it's been a hugely mismanaged from a football point of view but because of the size of the club and, and the industry that football is now they're still able to make the money even though it's not successful and you anything said about like they've spent this amount of money but if you look at years ago when Cardiff went down they got 120 million for finishing bottom so if you add up what United have had in that time what they've took in they've spent absolutely well they've spent nothing and it's certainly not been their own money so that, that never stands up like we've mismanaged it yes but you know United as fans I've never met a fan that, that wants like an owner to come in and plough in billions in the way that Newcastle City PSG get we don't need that I, I, every United fan I speak to only wants us to spend the money we take through the turnstiles that earn through the success that that brings on we liked it as a PLC didn't we it wasn't an ideal system owned by the Brit- you know owned by the BBC pension fund but at least we felt that it had some constraints anyway we'll move on from that slightly to the fact that um Next season, we if we if the reports are right, we could lose our darling Paul Pogba to Manchester City. <laughs> that, that reeks of his agents leaking yeah, that cool. story to try and get more money off his new club. Well, what not going to be his agent, is he? Paul, <laughs> well, in peace. Yeah. Yeah. His agents. Uh, <laughs> it's, but he won't first start. He'd have to run. It, it won't work hard. I'd love him to go there yeah. so, I'd mean, absolutely love him to it was, go there it's all these things how, how gutted would United fans be I'm not sure I'd be that gutted he's, he's, he's the poster boy I said this to Andy Mitten the other week on here he's the poster boy of everything that's wrong with this club in the last 10, 10 years he, he's come what 80 million he's done absolutely nothing he's scored a handful of goals handful of assists attitude's terrible but he is a wonderful talent isn't he well so his agent told us and then he didn't tell us and then it turns out he is a wonderful talent but if you think about the time that he's been back with us the second time how many times has he really influenced the game of any real importance 
when you look at the price tag and the, the reputation, yeah. and he's been with us back with us what six, seven years now. Yeah. It's probably I'm, only that many games that he's actually that really. I, I'm not sure he is this wonderful talent that is. There's a difference between capable of doing good things and being a great player. Is he genuinely, even at his best, is he in the top 20 midfielders in the country? I don't think he's anywhere near. You look at the output, and forget even, even say your top midfielder, or say like like Bernardo Silva at City, say, and the work ethic he gets through. Even you like to see James Ward-Prowse, who's, because like, this idea that, oh yeah, Paul Pogrish, because he's played in a shit United team, if he went to a Liverpool or a City or a Real Madrid or whatever, it'd be great. You look at players like James Ward-Prowse who are playing in a far inferior team than him, their output and their influence in games is far greater. The amount of goals he costs us compared to the amount of games he controls, the amount of chances he creates, the amount of goals he got, I, I, I think he benefits from being lazy. So because he's lazy and it's perceived that he doesn't work hard, People say, oh, have you got him working hard? He would do. But he, he talk, I, I think he's a, he's, a, he's a decent footballer who's capable of doing great things, but not on a, not on a regular basis. If, you, if you're lazy, that is, that is one thing that doesn't make you a good footballer. Like, you can't just be a great footballer but lazy and like, oh, well, if he could do it. Well, if he is lazy, then that's a big flaw in him. And I've seen him do a handful of good things in it. We stand together every game with yourself. How many times have you ever turned around to us at the end of the game and said, well, Pogba fucking amazing in that game. Like, scored two, assisted one, man of the match, he looked like Roy Keane. We all look at the City to stop them, that, the 3-2, the one game. Yeah, that's it. You know, he's not really done that much for us, has he? And another thing that really fucking pissed me off was when he went off after, what, six minutes or whatever it was against Liverpool. And it's like, hold on a minute. And now you see him apparently dancing around in the gym as though everything's fucking fine again. And it's like, I think about the shit that Phil Jones has got over the years. You know, for Phil being fucking Phil. But you could never accuse Phil Jones of being fucking lazy or not putting a shift in. He's not the greatest footballer we've ever had at this football club. But in terms of his attitude, the way things have panned out for him these last few years... Yeah, that goes a long way, that. And it's like, you know what I mean? I, feel, I have more affection for Phil Jones than I have Paul Pop, really. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I think if he went to City, I think for half a dozen to ten games, he would look like he was world-class. And by the end of the season, if he sat on the bench looking for a way out, because I think, I think Guardiola would go... I, I need, you know, I need more from you. I don't think we're what would be like that. Jack Grealish was like that. He played well, Jack Grealish, for two games out of the first five or summer, and then he just disappeared. But Grealish is actually in a half decent play. But with Pogba, you could times it by ten. But footballer in the sun. Whenever we play Pogba in a two in midfield, every opposition team targeted. As soon as he got the ball, they pressed him, and he couldn't handle it. Now you don't target the opposition best players do you target the weaknesses and that's and that's what had happened if he went to City if he played in that three as soon as he got the ball teams would press him and he'd lose it right uh, so last thing on 73 minutes 74 minutes the last substitution was made on Monday um, it gave the opportunity to clap one batter and then it was nice because those who left could clap one batter and then leave um, some stayed behind and clapped the players after the game Others said, no, that is it. that's even a step too far for me with what we perceive to be, you know, a very broken team this year and, and the efforts that they've put in. Um, 
there were some complaints about the people coming on the pitch as opposed to the youngsters um, I was one of them I was a bit disappointed to see um, Edison who I loved at the start of this season for staying another season but I didn't see much commitment from him for the rest of the season over young lads and then Lingard's brother had a go at the fact that you know he didn't even get to say goodbye if it is indeed goodbye um, thoughts on those players leaving should they have been anywhere near this team today or we obviously a far a few hours away from hearing who's been picked no no, it doesn't make any sense. Anyone who's we know now is going to be here next year, why on earth would you play exactly. in two dead rubbers? I don't get that at yes. all. I didn't get bringing Cavani on. I wouldn't have brought Lingard on. For me, Ganacho was the obvious. Club. I think it's 3-0 at that point as well, so the game was won. So I didn't. I had no issue with him not bringing Lingard in. My issue is him bringing Cavani on, who shouldn't have been. I'm, I'm sick, anyway, sick of these players thinking, oh, Trafford's a holiday camp. And we're, yeah. and they're not being funny. Ling, Lingard could have gone last summer. He stayed He stayed for his bosman. He's, he, yeah, he, you know, he's, he's done great in the past in terms of cup final goals. But he's made himself he unavailable. It's part of our history. Yeah, he's made himself unavailable for a lot of games, including one last Thursday. And now, and he's putting stuff on social media. Just, it's, and this is the thing, this is where it, it needs to absolutely sweep clean. The thing is, and you can see where the leaks are coming from the dressing room with the likes of Lingard as well. Well, um, the keeper, wasn't it? Was, was supposed to be the biggest one. The what, right. sorry? Wasn't it our uh, fourth keeper was supposed to be the biggest one? I mean, I don't know how true that was. Yeah. Well, he has been offered a contract, apparently. There's all sorts of names, isn't there? Yeah. But, but we need to... And, and Nick, we've got to get back to the manager being the most important player, important person at the club. And whatever his decision is, it goes. Because we've, we've empowered players over managers and over board whatever and it, this is the shit show that we've got now and it's just it's a holiday camp like to Cavani just oh yeah I'm, 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 I'm injured I'll stay in Uruguay for another two weeks it's, it's unreal it, it, it's, it's got to sweep clean and Ten Hag has got to be given full control of if he wants a player gone if he wants a player dropped if he wants in fact gone, gone even if you disagree with it and that has been a big part of the problem so there's all the stuff about the Glazers like Martial so he was made to stay another year and all that and Matt is absolutely right like it has to be whatever his decision is even if the board don't agree with it who gives a fuck about their opinion anyway because they don't really know what's going on Ed Woodward going is an absolute bonus but it has to be now in two weeks time after the Palace game we're back on level points with City and Liverpool wipe the slate clean all the talk about Pogba hopefully won't matter because he'll be gone all of those other players get rid of another four or five I mean there's a lot of people rightly would say get rid of ten and it just needs to be a completely fresh start but we would take we would take a complete mid-table next year wouldn't we I'd and have relegation next season yeah. that season the championship it's the old you want, right to be, you want to be the bottom of a ladder you want to climb I'd have no yeah if, no, we we saw the, if we saw the heart of the club put back in it, yes, a load of youngsters, absolutely. the likes of Garner given a chance because yeah. he's he's done it in the Championship for Forest this year, but the likes to try it at the Premier League, but with us. Yeah, this is the thing people say that United fans are spoiled because they're not winning anymore. Well, they, they're not. They still out, sell out every home game. There's still 10,000 people want to watch us away. We're going to get 55,000 next week for a youth cup final. They're not spoiled at all. today going down to Brighton for a nothing game. 
this is the thing, this is the thing. You've not spoiled the time. You just want to see the heart of what everything that makes United great. And that is his youth players and his players trying their arse off. And I think in next season, you've got James Garner, you've got lads like um, Nacho and all of those players yeah. trying their arse off. People love the 80s team. We used to finish like 10th, 11th, 12th. People still talk fondly about Whiteside, obviously Robson, but he was a classic part. Kevin Barati, Jesper Olsen. People love them because they had a connection with them. I don't feel like the fans, us as fans, have any connection with this team. Yeah, we've lost the connection. Big style. There's certain players still got it. De Gea, I love De Gea. Yeah. I've heard people saying about De Gea, like, his distribution's not good. I get all of those points, but he's actually, you can see how gutted he is when we can see he's a classic. De Gea, De Gea was nearly left. But he never sulked when he yes. when it fell through that night. He stayed, he signed a new contract and he's given us everything. His saves are fantastic. Why does your goalkeeper why do you expect your goalkeeper to do something your defenders can't do? Yeah, well he, right? he digs us out of it time and time. And he might not be the best distribution, but in the last six or seven years, if he took it season on season. That's why the likes of De Hay will put the likes of Pogba to shame because A he cares and B he actually produces it. He had a very dodgy 18 months by his own very very high standards but people like that I'd keep all day long above people like Pogba I use him as a poster boy but we've got plenty more there we've got Wan-Bissaka there who can't cross a ball after two three years at the club like, he started as a winger yeah, and no, nobody seems to work on him and no one seems to bother and all that. We need to complete change, but... Well, that's down to the coaching, isn't it? I was talking about this recently and I can remember going to the cliff in the early 90s, mid-90s. And um, I remember one session there, this is when you go to the cliff and just walk in and stand pitch side and watch the train. And, uh, and I remember at the end of the training session, all the players went off to get changed and ready to go home by Giggsy. They kept Giggsy behind. And they had Giggsy for 30 minutes crossing corners in. Hitting corners in from both sides of the pitch for 30 minutes because he was fucking hopeless at dead ball situations. So they worked on him. And it's like, well, what have they been doing with Aaron for the last two? We know he's a fantastic defender. In terms of a defender, he's one of the best. Certainly in the Premier League. But his attacking play and his, dis- his forward attacking distribution is absolutely Bobbins. And it's like, well, why is it Bobbins? Why hasn't he been coached? Why hasn't somebody took it one side and said, right, this is what we're going to do. We're doing this training session. Aaron, you're staying back for half an hour because we're going to do this. That's funny you should say that because I remember we talked about this in Moscow, like after Moscow, Giggs gave an interview and you know we were all there in Moscow and like you know how you felt when Giggs walked up for that penalty oh, gosh, yeah, yeah. and probably one of the, the illest in that shootout I've ever felt in my life and uh, they asked Giggs after about taking that penalty and he's like I've spent the full week even though we fucking won the league against Wigan in that same week I spent the full week practising kicking the ball into that corner yeah. 
time and time and time again. So while we were all feeling sick in the stands, he was just thinking, that's going in that corner. And sure enough, again, I have the feeling now that when we go, I mean, we've scored a lot of penalties in shootouts, but I don't feel like there's a plan in where if Aaron Wan-Bissaka went up and took a penalty in the shootout next week, he'd sky it over the back and he'd have no idea what he was doing when he'd come up because there's not that level of planning and that level of like... Let's well, you saw Benzwar in the week, didn't we? You know, he before before the, in the first leg, he'd already decided he was doing that. Yeah. You know. yeah. yeah. And then in the yeah. second... two previous. Yeah, he yeah, was yeah. going, all right, I'm putting that. And that was a perfect penalty, wasn't it? Yeah. Just inside the near post. Just inside, it was yeah. absolutely yeah. fantastic. That, that, well, that wasn't luck. Yeah, agreed. But yeah, what did we have again? A few le- leaks, because Randy had him training in the afternoon and they're all moaning that the league that they were coming home in the dark yeah. and they were missing the chase at half five because they were getting home too late the chase is five o'clock by the way David Beckham's another like without question the best free kick taker I've ever seen in my life but all the stories of him are he took like Carl said before about training he took a hundred and he'd get borrowed plays from the youth team and the keeper and take a hundred. They don't get there by accident. And I feel like there isn't that level of of like planning or that level of like, right, we'll make it. Like Aaron Wambasak, like, we can make you better at this, but you're going to have to work at it. It's just like... I think that's certainly the hope that we've got. And by the sounds of what we've read about or what people have written around about Ten Hag, that will happen particularly yeah. if he gets the right stuff around him so we've got hope for next season but in the meantime we've got today and then we've got Palace two of our best our favourite away games given the distance our longest trip yeah. our longest, <laughs> a nice longest trip a thousand miles in it for the two of them yeah. Yeah. it gives us a chance to socialise doesn't it so um, thanks lad and we'll come back to this afterwards and we'll see if uh, there was anything to talk about match wise what we did say before like you know there's a, there's a couple of people have said to me this week why and earth is bothering going but you're not entitled to enjoy when we're winning stuff if you don't go to games like this and like why would you not be here it's still United it's still everything that you should be doing on a match day like well I mean that well that's I mean that's something else maybe we'll just come to that after the game a little bit but um, this week the club announced that you didn't have to sign up for all those cup tickets yes and yeah and that that's for, for me if you get a season ticket you go every game and if that means Rotherham oh, so no no disrespect to Rotherham but if that means Halifax or Rotherham well not Halifax anymore but at home in the League Cup yeah on a wet cold freezing wet, wet, you know then it means that that's what we do now if that gives me a bit of a head start on away tickets for today and for Liverpool and City away but then, then damn right I should do now if you don't want to go to those games then I don't see why you should expect to go into the Liverpool or City Park and you've got you, you've, what you've got to remember as well we are because we, we do all the homes and we do the away it's our natural thought it's away and I totally agree I think that's the minimum that you do all the home to, to get away but what's great about what happened in the week is that there are people who've got the season tickets but maybe work nights midweek or whatever so so can't get to everyone so now you're giving them the chance not to and they've never applied 
Yeah, and they don't, and they, and they don't go to away games, so you've, you've so they, member, they have to go to. Yeah. You've got a member yeah. who can't afford to spend seven hundred quid in the summer for a season ticket, but wants to go to the cup games, so now they can go. So it's so much a winners all round for me. I like I like you go every game, whether you go some games or not many. But it's not going to be perfect for everyone because there are some people who will rightly say, "Look, I can't get up for midweek league cup, and I can't, and that's fine." But if they don't, then. Then they don't deserve a ticket above the likes of ourselves, like, or at least a first shot. No one's saying they can. Well, they, they've got like, a chance not to go now. Yeah. So fair, yeah, that's right. Like, and let's face it, there's, you know, there's there is quite a lot of people who would be able to get up for Real Madrid and can't quite get up that night for Barnet at home and all that. I mean. It, 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 what they did this week was spot on, and I feel well, they could still buy the ticket, and I'm sure of course. a mate would would take it off them of rather course. than return it and stuff like You'll that. Get that. But you're always going to get, aren't you? That's, that's just life. It's, no matter what system they put in place, especially on social media, there'll always be a bunch of moaning. Do you know what I mean? Like there always will be, but. But I think it's spot on. It's absolutely absolutely. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, let's see how this game goes later. Go on, then. Quick prediction. Don't give a fuck. To be honest. <laughs> really don't care. Only hit for the trip though. Yeah. One hour written all over. I got a three 0 hit heighted. Yeah. Yeah. It's on this Pogba don't play, which he obviously got. No. Three 0 United. Well, that puts us closer to European football. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Um, Here's another story, isn't it? Well, we'll see. We'll see where we are after the game, and um, yeah, we'll just see how we are after it. See if for a conference, whether we're Europa League, Europa Conference League, or not, or not, nothing. We aspire to be uh, Europa League, unfortunately. That, That could be the next thing. Cheers, lads. Governments in various countries want to control every part of your life and clamp down on your digital freedom. So that's one reason why we use Express VPN to protect our networks from being monitors. See, your internet provider can keep logs of your internet activity. This includes stuff like the sites you visited, how much time you've spent on them. What's worse, government can get them to cough this up whenever they want. But if you use Express VPN, your internet activity is shielded. Their app works by rerouting 100% of your network data through their secure encrypted servers to keep your activity private. Express VPNs protects you. If your VPN connection ever drops, network data is immediately stopped from entering or leaving your device to keep your privacy from being compromised. It's a kill switch that you control. All it takes is one easy tap of the button for Express VPN to secure all of your devices. So stop letting people spy on you. Take back your privacy and your freedom at expressvpn.com forward slash United. If you do that, you get three months extra free. That's expressvpn.com forward slash United. expressvpn.com forward slash United.